It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On BYU. I'm Jay Catch, host of the Locked On BYU podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your BYU insider, working for the Zone Sports Network, been covering BYU for quite a while. Welcome on in. Recapping a big BYU win. They are 1-0 on the season after a 28-23 win over Arizona. It's late Sunday, well, Saturday night. It's early Sunday morning. It's just after midnight. BYU just capped things off. Beats the Arizona Wildcats 28-23. I was impressed with this win. BYU's offensive line graduated three seniors a year ago, go, including a four-year starting center, and I thought that they looked light years better than they did last year, and I thought all three players that graduated were good players. Shows what Jeff Grimes, Ryan Pugh, and Dallas Reynolds, who work mainly with the offensive line, have done for this offensive line. They got him into shape. They absolutely dominated Arizona's defensive line in front seven in the second half of that game. So my hat's off. My hat goes off to Brady Christensen, Thomas Schoaf, James Empey, Tristan Hodge, and Austin Hoyt. Those are the starting five. And there's some other guys that need to go in there as well. The entire offensive line deserves some credit there. Master stroke by Jeff Grimes, in my opinion, in terms of calling a game. He mixed up the play calling. He was innovative using fly sweep, jet sweep. He was not afraid to play action. They got Tanner Mangum into a comfort zone in terms of passing. He finished the game 18 of 28 for 209 yards and one touchdown. And the biggest stat of all, no interceptions. A quarterback rating of 138.8. That's exactly what BYU wanted from their season opener when it comes to Tanner Mangum in particular. My star of the night goes straight to Squally Canada. 24 carries, 98 yards, 3 touchdowns. And he just averaged 4.1 yards per carry. His long on the night. Uh, he had his long wiped out by a penalty. It was late in the game. He busted off. It looked like a 20-yard run that was a legal formation that called it back. He busts off his long on the night, 9 yards. His counterpart in the backfield, Lopini Katoa, also very effective. Just under 5 yards per carry with 8 carries for 39 yards. Squally Canada touched the ball 26 times in this game and rolled up 127 yards and three touchdowns. Of course, he had the two catches for 29 yards. That's a big-time game for Squally Canada. All the credit, like I said, goes to Jeff Grimes, this offensive line, for getting BYU in positions where they could succeed. They got ahead in the chains. They stayed on schedule, as coaches like to say, by getting those getting those two and three and four and five yard chunks on first and second down, making third down a relatively simple affair. The penalties were an issue, absolutely. Ten of them for 94 yards, a lot of them unforced errors, as I like to call it, and they need to make sure they clean that up. You can't have false starts in critical critical situations. You can't have a team that goes out and has an illegal formation when you have a tight end, J.J. and Wigway, needed to step up on the line, or even Micah Simon needed to step up on the line in that in that tight formation to make sure you don't have six men in the backfield, or sorry, five men in the backfield and get that illegal formation penalty. 
Stuff like that can be cleaned up. But the biggest thing is, is that score at the end of the night. BYU 1-0, 28-23 winners over Arizona. BYU comes back home next Saturday to host the Cal Golden Bears. Cal looked less than stellar. They almost gave up a, a late touchdown. Well, they gave us some late touchdowns to North Carolina. I thought there was an onside kick that the Tar Heels recovered that was overturned upon review. I thought North Carolina deserved to have the onside kick. I thought it went the 10 yards, but unfortunately they don't get the call and Cal escapes with a 28, sorry, the escape with the win down there in Chapel Hill. So it'll be two 1-0 teams squaring off next Saturday night in Provo. BYU's looking like they have a good chance to potentially go 2-0 at this point. The way the offensive line played tonight, the way the offense was efficient, did things the way they wanted to do it, they imposed their will on Arizona. That's a great sign. This was not a fluke. BYU absolutely dominated this game in the second half. So Kalani Sitake celebrating hard after that win, as he should. 4-9 and nine a year ago feels a lot better when you go 1-0 to start the year with a win over a P5 opponent when you were a double-digit dog in this game. Some thoughts on the defense here. I thought Corbin Kafusi was the defensive player of the, of the game, in my opinion. He had seven total tackles, all of them solo. His sack was the lone sack on the night for BYU. It was a 12-yard loss for Khalil Tate. He also had two tackles for loss. The biggest impact I thought he had is when he played that spy position where they kind of line him up behind the defensive line, and all he does is rove around while Khalil Tate would scramble around. I thought that was big time for him because he was great at it. He was patient. He went after Khalil Tate when he needed to. And it was a it was an impressive performance for Corbin Kafusi. Butch Pau didn't see him in the second half of the game. Hopefully he's not injured seriously. He was had seven tackles in the first half to lead BYU in the first half. But but like I said, we didn't see him late in the game. Sione Takitaki, also a fantastic night. Four tackles on the night officially. Two pass breakups. That was the most impressive part about Takitaki. The questions about his coverage skills have always been there. But he was running with tight ends and wide receivers down the field, breaking up passes. So hats off to him. That was a big time showing for Sione Takitaki. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the game. A lot of big pass breakups in this game. I thought Kyrus Tonga had a good night, even though he only had two tackles. He did have that pass breakup. He nearly intercepted a Khalil Tate pass. Would have been one of the better plays we saw on the first Saturday of college football. But good times all around. Like I said, BYU all smiles, traveling back to Provo 1 0. They're gunning for a bull, a bull this season, getting to 6-6. Six and six. I always thought that they needed to pick up one of these first two games to stay on track for that. And all of a sudden, 2-0 is looking like a possibility. Cal, like I said, did not look all that impressive, allowing North Carolina, who had suspended 13 players, including their presumptive starting quarterback, back into that game. Got lucky on an overturned, uh, overturned onside kick to escape with a win. So BYU's got to be pretty confident going back home for their home opener against the Golden Bears. All right, let's get to some of your thoughts. I threw it out on Twitter and asked you guys to send in what you thought. So things right here, Dan at dshaf11 on Twitter, he says, love the O-line tonight. There you go, Dan. I'm with you. That offensive line, man, what coaching and just having a, a, a game plan that you execute to near perfection can do. 
Jared Labram, do you think the penalties get cleaned up? He says, some big ones that could have ended this game earlier. Yeah, I, I think they can clean it up. Corbin Kafusi has that boneheaded personal foul on the sideline against Khalil Tate. Shouldn't have do- went after Tate. He knew he was getting out of bounds. That extended that drive and allowed Arizona to get a touchdown just before halftime to take the lead. I thought that was a dumb penalty. Those false starts, like I mentioned, that late illegal formation, that's stuff you can clean up. That's that that's first game stuff that you can take care of. Of course, we've seen BYU in the last few years have issues with false starts being a recurring issue throughout the season. I don't think that's going to be a thing. They've done up-downs when they've made mistakes, and I think they'll be doing plenty of up-downs on Monday. So you expect that that offensive line and the offense in general will be sharper in that respect. Uh, Zach Lavelle here. So Jared Labram was at Jared Labram is his name on Twitter is his Twitter handle as well. Zach Lavelle, ZTrain21 on Twitter. He says, clean up the offense penalties. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like they just need to clean it up. They did great for the most part though. I, I was very impressed. BYU for the game, 183 yards rushing on the ground and up with 392 total yards. You'll take that every day in a season opener coming off a four and nine year. I thought it was a good effort all in all. Stuff that you can clean up, obviously. But BYU did what they had to do, and of course, they're 1-0. and All right, and then final thought. It looks like here that I've had sent in. I'll actually got two more, actually. So Gordon Batty, at Gordon Batty on Twitter, says, The O-line was really good tonight. Need to clean up the penalties. So that's a recurring theme here. But really solid tonight. Squally looked about as close as you can get to Jay Swag Daddy, and that is Jamal Williams. Jay Swag Daddy's his Twitter handle. Tanner looked good but not great. I still think he can get better and make it to great. Excellent season opening win. I concur on all points, Gordon Batty. I think Squally Canada has learned a lot in his time at BYU, and you can tell he's prepared himself to be a steady force for BYU this year. And if he continues this play and he can stay healthy, him and Lopini Katoa could do some real damage for BYU this season. All right, final thought here looks like uh, J Money 338, I believe. Uh, J Money 3334. Uh, sends it sends in looked good overall some things to clean up but you can't ask for more than a win there you go simple to the point walk off let's finish it there you go that's locked on BYU a special recap edition of BYU season opening win over Arizona 28 to 23 we'll have uh, an edition for you on Monday a regular scheduled edition on Monday with thoughts from Kalani Satake and players after their press conference should have some interesting things to say there. I'm interested to see what they think of their performance after evaluating the film. They'll have had a day or so to have evaluated it. Should get more information that way. Maybe some injury updates. Like I said, Butch Powell, we didn't see him late in that game. So hopefully his injury, whatever it may be, isn't too serious. All right, thank you so much for listening into the podcast. It's been a pleasure doing this special recap edition. It's a fun feature. I think we'll do it more as the season progresses. We can do it. I can do it right after right after things finish up for BYU after games. So hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnBYU or at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to interact with the fans. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast, listening to the podcast as much as I am having fun giving it to you guys. I love covering the Cougars. Been doing it for a long time and plan to do it for a long time. So thank you for taking the time to download the Locked On BYU podcast. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast, please email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. 
please rate and review the podcast on your various podcatchers out there. If you don't mind, it helps with the with us getting more popular in terms of attracting more fans. And of course, share the podcast with your buddies as well. Well, until Monday, congrats to BYU, 28-23 winners. They're 1-0, heading home to face the Cal Golden Bears. We'll have more for you on Monday. This has been Locked on BYU, a special edition recapping BYU's season opening win. I'm Jay Catch. Have a great night. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 